Amen. Well, good morning, church. Actually, Paul worked with John for seven years? Nine and a half. He doesn't like to forget those two and a half years. You know, it's, no, but he did work with uh, John for a while, and now he uh, is on staff at a great church in Grimsby. It is wonderful uh, to be with you again. We've had a great time. Appreciate uh, all that, uh, you know, just the spirit of your church. It's uh, it's a great spirit. It's like I was telling uh, one of the brothers here, it's like a little oasis in New York. Do you consider that? Like, it is a really beautiful oasis of God's spirit. And uh, I'm, I'm delighted to be here. I want to talk to you a little bit this morning about becoming a prophetic people. I know you are, um, but I want to kind of just sow into you a little bit more about what I view as a prophetic people. A prophetic people is one really who will readily hear the voice of God and do something with it. Amen? Like, you can't just say, well, we'll listen to God, but then don't go out and do something with that. Um, my job, really, I feel like, is to prophesy, but to give you practical things that you can now begin to apply into your heart, into your life, and see the prophecies come to pass. It's, it's one thing to be sitting in a church for 20 years and never see promises come to pass. It just means that you're disappointed. But God doesn't want us to be disappointed. He gives us promises so to remind us of his faithfulness. And God is a faithful God. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Again, this is a participation message. So can you say amen that God's a faithful God? And I'm telling you, God is a faithful God, and he wants to do more than we could ever imagine, exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever imagine. He wants to take us into places and uh, use our lives in very, very significant ways. But if we're going to make a difference, we need to embrace, now watch this, a new way of seeing, thinking, acting, speaking, feeling, and believing. If you're going to be prophetic, you've got to have all those components kind of operating in your life. Uh, in um, Matthew chapter 9, verse 38, Jesus said this. He said, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Amen? That's our commission, isn't it? We're all committed to going out and reaching people for Jesus. But I think it's really cool if you're prophetic that actually you can begin to think like God, you begin to act like God, you begin to live like God, you begin to feel and love like God, and all of a sudden you actually become Jesus to people. Amen, Gary, good point. That was overwhelming response. Listen to what the scripture says in 1 Chronicles 12, verse 32. It says, the children of Issachar, who had an understanding of times to know what Israel ought to do. They had an understanding of the times. They had an ability to kind of gauge the atmosphere, gauge what God was doing, and then step into it and become a voice in that moment. And so I believe prophetic people, and I actually believe this is the greatest time in the history of the church. Oh, amen. Come on. It is the greatest time. Listen, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. I, again, I think I've mentioned this before. Have you noticed the world's going crazy? But it's in the craziness, it's in the chaos that God shines through. And peace comes into chaotic situations. Daniel went into a place. He went from a place called praise into a place called confusion. Judah to Babylon and Daniel shone. Daniel uh, brought the light of Jesus into that situation, into God. And he began to minister to people who were crazy. I mean, that king was a nutball. Like, just put a... Plainly, he was a crazy man. If you didn't, if you didn't uh, do what he said, like honestly, he threw three guys into the fire, right? Because they wouldn't worship him. 
I mean, that's just crazy. But Daniel and his, and his friends, they, the Bible says in Daniel 1, right towards the end of the chapter, that he was, they were tested for three years, and after three years, he found them ten times better than anybody else. Come on, are there any ten times better people in this building? <laughs> really? God wants, you know, the, uh, I forgot your names. Sit in the back. Yeah, yeah. Phil, Phil and Lorita. Lorita. Like, I just saying, I just went back there and saw their kids. Like, they got three kids. I mean, you got more than three kids, right? Or three kids. Four kids. Okay. And I thought, like, they're all musicians. They sing. They're good looking. Like, one family. Come on. How can one family have that much? Right? Seriously. You know, I, my son is better looking than me. You know? Like, it's, there's, they're a one-of-a-kind family. I told them that they're a one-of-a-kind family. I believe that. You know, they can't sing, but somehow their kids can sing. It's amazing. Listen, prophetic people, watch this. Number one, prophetic people have the ability to see with heaven's eyes. I, I, I want to get you a vision this morning and kind of put this into you this year. Come on. Can you have eyes to see as Jesus sees? Come on, amen. Yes, Gary, we can. Hallelujah. See, prophetic people are seers. They have the ability to see what others can't see. They have the ability to look with vision that others can't see. And I believe, listen, that God is looking for people who have prophetic eyes, that you can see into a person's heart, and you can, you can actually just pick something up that's, that maybe they're not even forecasting, but the Holy Spirit is drilling into you. You know, in 2 Kings 6, do you remember the story of Elisha? Elisha? I think it was Elisha. I always get those two guys mixed up. Uh, Elisha was telling the king secrets. He was telling the king everything about the army, the Syrian army. And they, these guys got frustrated, right? And finally they figured out, okay, it's Elisha who's given all the secrets. So they surround they, they surround uh, the, the uh, place where he was staying. And I, I'm just going to kind of illustrate it. Like Elisha's sleeping and his servant wakes up and he's like, there's so many people. Like he's freaking out. Elisha just wakes up. Yeah, oh, what's going on? Don't you see? And Elisha says, oh, there's more for us than against us. Now, if I'm his servant, I'm like, what? And then he says this, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And all of a sudden, his eyes open. He goes, where'd they come from? Well, they were always there. His eyes just couldn't see. Come on, prophetic people. Are you prophetic this morning? Not pathetic. Come on. Are you prophetic? Come on, over this side. Are you prophetic? Are you prophetic? Are you prophetic? Come on, are you prophetic? Oh, I'm, that's, uh, that's an underwhelming response. But listen, God wants to give you eyes to see. You begin to see into the heart of people where you're walking down and look, you might be at your coffee shop, you might be at your place of work, and all of a sudden God just opens your eyes and you begin to see what situations are going on. Come on, it's not spooky. It, it's, it's the reality that God wants us to do. He wants us to see. Jesus saw differently. He saw humanity differently. You see, the real, real problem was not what this guy could see, it's what he could not see. Listen, you can see the natural, you can live in the natural, but prophetic people have an advantage. We can see into the supernatural. Come on, we can see where God wants to take us. You know, prophetic people 
really are motivated by a heavenly vision. Listen to what Paul says in Ephesians 1, 17. He says that God, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being lightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us. Come on, God wants you to see some things. But it only comes with spiritual eyes. Would you say spiritual eyes? Come on, God wants to open your eyes. Just do me a favor. Just, you know, uh, you know, placate me for a minute. Look, just put your eyes, your hands over your eyes just for a second. You got glasses, you know. And just ask the Lord, Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes that I can see. Open my eyes that I can see as God sees people. Look at 2 Corinthians 5. 16, Paul said it this way. He said, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. Um, another version says this, the passion says, so then from now on, we have a new perspective that refuses to evaluate people merely, merely by their outward appearances. For that's how we once viewed the anointed one. But no longer do we see him with, uh, with limited human insight. You see, God wants us to see uh, non-believers differently. Listen, maybe you will have an opportunity, just like a guy from Hamilton, to go into a boardroom of unsaved people and speak God's word over their lives. Hey, can anybody believe that that could happen to you? Maybe you get called into a, a, a governor's office or a, or a um, you know, some kind of a mayor. You know, I, I don't know your all your systems here. I know you got a president. That's about it. So senators and congressmen, right? Something like that. So, um, but maybe God would set you up. Look, and I've been in buildings. I've been in churches walking, just walking through. And all of a sudden I start prophesying over someone. And I find out he's the senator. And then he comes to me right after service says, you got to come to my office tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. I was going to the beach. I said, can I wear my shorts? And I walk into his office and he introduces me to all these senators. And then he takes me into his office and he says, what, 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 did you, what you told me to, the other day, did my sister tell you that? His sister was the pastor's uh, wife. I said, no, she didn't tell me anything. He said, who told you that stuff? How did you see that? I said, well, God told me. And then he said, does God have any more that he wants to tell me? Hey, I'm just a guy from Hamilton. But God called me to be a prophetic person. Come on, our prophetic people in the building here. Come on, you got to have eyes to see. Prophetic people see things. Listen, you might be clouded in your vision because you don't see properly because maybe there's some things that God wants to root out of your heart. You see, the eyes of your heart can't see because there's things clogging your vision. I spoke on this the last time a little bit about having eyes to see and guarding your eyes. But listen, I really feel like God wants to make sure to impart to you, keep your eyes clear. Come on, put some eye drops in if you have to. Amen? Here's another one. Prophetic people see the promises of God. Listen to this. Hebrews 11 verse 13, it says, They saw the promises before they acquired them. Are you looking with eyes of faith? 
You see, God opened their eyes to see. And that word see can be used in various ways for sight. Here, it's just a plainly is an operation of faith. Folks, everything we do is by faith, right? It's not by strife. It's not by works. And so if you're walking through your day, you're going to need faith to see your neighbor as Jesus sees them. You're going to need faith to get into the spirit to have an answer for someone who needs an answer. Good point, Gary. Hallelujah. Okay. Here's another one. Prophetic people speak in ways others would not speak. Prophetic people speak life. Come on, be a voice of encouragement. Be a voice of strength into somebody. Today, I saw it as we walked around the room, greeted people. Everybody was speaking. Everybody was smiling. Nobody was in the corner doing this. (laughs) You know, they were all speaking life. They were encouraging one another. Come on, let's speak life. Prophetic people speak God's words, life-changing words, words. uh, Always give value to people. I want to encourage you, place value on people. You can always tell when someone values you because they they speak words of life to you. Come on, speak life. Amen? Psalm 37, watch this. It says, the mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom and his tongue talks of justice. Proverbs 8, verse 36 says, Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. Come on, let's be people who will always have a word in our heart, a word in our lips that will bring encouragement. Come on, prophetic people, put up your hand if you're a prophetic person. Come on, just just say you're going to speak right. Look at, again, I'm just going to say this. Put your hands on your mouth. All right, and ask God to open your mouth to speak right things. Come on, speak life over people. Speak words of encouragement over people. You know, most people know what they're doing wrong, right? But it takes a a real uh, ability, prophetic ability, to speak even good things, even when you, you see the things that are wrong, to speak life and pull out the character and the, and the goodness that God has for them. I want to encourage you, speak right. And then the, the third one is prophetic people live by faith. In other words, we think as God thinks. We believe as God believes. Look at prophetic people, they take steps of faith. You just got to take some steps. Young people, you just got to take some steps. You got to step out in faith. You know, sometimes faith is, is described this way, risk. You just got to step out. You just got to jump out and you got to believe that God's leading you and you just got to take steps of faith. You can't let the condition of the world dampen your world. You always have to operate from a position of faith, calling that which is not as though it were. See, prophetic people, they don't, they don't just take yes for an answer or no for an answer. They, they believe. They stretch their faith. Come on, they, they live in a level of belief that it doesn't matter what my circumstances are. God is able. Come on, would you say God is able? Yes. Prophetic leaders, they are encouragers. They, they, they build people up. They speak hope. They declare what can be. And I want to encourage you, even when contradiction is happening, faith does not relent. Faith 
does not cease urging and pressing on. You know, I've had dark days. I've had moments where I, I'm, I've been believing for things and I haven't seen to come, them come to pass at the right moment. But what is the alternative? Unbelief and negativity. That's the alternative. Or cynicism. Listen, you got to step up. you got to say, look, I'm going to believe God. I'm going to believe that God is faithful, that God can do it. Maybe I'm interpreting it wrong way, the wrong way, but I'm going to believe that God will get me to my end. Listen, God will get you to, to your end. He who began a good work in you will be what? Faithful to complete it. And I believe that. So I want to encourage you. Let's think like God. Come on, say think like God. Come on, touch that old noggin up here. Come on, just, just put your hands on your head. Come on, say, God, let me think like you. Lord, awaken my mind to believe. Awaken my understanding to believe. Listen, the Bible says in Hebrews eleven six. but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen? Here's number four. Prophetic people love deeply. Say, love deeply. In other words, we, we love as God loves. You know, we, we've got to have love as our position. I, I really believe this. One of the things that is going to mark a prophetic people in this day is a people who have the heart of God for people. They're not, you know, in the back in the old days, I mean, in the old days, maybe 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, even some movement, prophetic movements today, they're all negative, you know, calling out against sin and, and beating people up. That's not the heart of God. The heart of God is to love people, is to, to believe that they can succeed. Amen? And so God wants us to be people who love God. Listen, when was the last time? Honestly, just, just, just be honest with yourself. When was the last time you fell in love with the lost and for the lost? I mean, your heart just broke for the lost. You just, you, when you looked at somebody, all of a sudden you didn't look at them with this kind of look and saying, well, look at them. Look at what their decisions of their life made. But actually you looked at them as Jesus did and your heart broke. Your heart broke. A number of years ago, my family, my son, I think, was probably 16 at the time. So it's got to be 10 years. He's just turned 26. So I'll say it was 10 years ago. My wife and I and him were in uh, Universal Studios. And uh, we're walking through Harry Potter. I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. So we're walking through. There's thousands of people. I mean thousands and thousands of people. It's just everybody's got their Slurpees and their little, you know, Harry Potter things. And all of a sudden, in the midst of this crowd, I hear, Michael! Michael! Just like that. I, I'm like, immediately, I, 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 the lady's like five feet from me. I look over, I go, what? And she goes, my son, Michael is lost. And he goes, so I said, what is he? He's a little boy like this. He's got a little blue baseball hat on, and he has Down syndrome. So she's just freaking out. Dad, he just books it. He just runs, literally runs to the, to the, to the gate. 
there's like, they must have had like seven kids. It's kind of like some of your families. And so, you know, I mean, they just propagated, you know. So, so they, and all these kids are just running, looking for Michael. Michael, Michael. So my son, my wife and I, we go crazy looking for Michael. I'm running into stores. I'm looking under the clothes. Michael, Michael, Michael. And I'm invested now. I'm looking for Michael. Now, five, almost 10, 15 minutes go by. She is screaming. She is going crazy, this woman. The kids are freaking out. I, I'm freaking out. I'm telling people, Michael, I'm, I don't even know who Michael is, but I'm invested. All of a sudden, I come out the store, and there's a ride, and the, uh, the exit to the ride, I see someone, one of the uh, people bringing this little boy. So I get down on my knees. I go, are you Michael? He goes, y'all. <laughs> Michael had no clue that he was lost, had no clue. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I hear, Michael. Okay, I need a volunteer. Come here. Come on up here, bud. Come here. Come here. So, what's your name? Adriel. What? Adriel. Adriel. Okay. You're going to be Michael for now. Okay, just for now. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm over here. All of a sudden, I hear. So, I'm, 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 like, I'm actually, I'm right here with Michael. All of a sudden, I hear, Michael. And then I see mom. I mean, mom comes and she does this, this. Michael, oh, Michael, I love you. Michael, I love you, Michael. Michael's just going, oh. <laughs> like he's just, he's just, he's oblivious, right? And then all the kids, Michael, oh, Michael, we love you, Michael, we love you, Michael, we love you, Michael. This is awkward, isn't it? All right. So, Michael, we love you. And, and I mean, it's just this amazing moment, right? I'm, they're crying. I'm crying. I'm like, Michael, I love you. Michael, I love you. All right, thank you, buddy. All right, let's give him a hand. All right. So, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm invested. Like, it's like he's my kid, right? And, and so, you know, I say to the mom, are you okay? She goes, yes, yes, thank you. Thank you so much. And I said to the one of the kids, you know, call your dad. You know, you got to get a hold of your dad. So they go, dad, we found him. We found him. And so, you know, our family is just like, you know, amazed, right? We're just overwhelmed. And so we say, okay, God bless you. God bye, goodbye, you know. And so I'm, I'm, I'm like, I mean, you're going to use an English term. I'm gobsmacked. I'm, I'm like overwhelmed, right? So I'm sitting, I just sit on the bench and I'm like, what just happened? Like, what just happened? And the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. And I saw it. Like, it was like I saw this whole thing go by. And the Holy Spirit said, did you notice the crowd? And the crowd was so enthralled with Harry Potter. Nobody else helped. Nobody helped this lady. Everybody was drinking their Slurpees and, you know, eating their Billy Bars or whatever they call them. And, you know, looking at their Harry Potter stuff. And they were just lost in their little fantasy world and nobody cared. And then he said, did, did you notice the response of the family? Yeah, they, they, it, there was such an urgency in their heart, because the most precious thing that they had lost, they'd lost him. It was like 15 minutes, folks. It was a long time. 15 minutes seems like forever. And, uh, and then the Lord just spoke to me, and he said, um, did you notice the response of the mom? Like, she didn't run up to Michael and go, what are you doing? You ran away, you terrible kid. Now, maybe later. <laughs> but in that moment, it was only love. It was only appreciation. 
It was just a, jo a joy and a, and a celebration. And the Lord spoke to me and said, Gary, that's how I view sinners. I'm not mad at them. I'm madly in love with them. I'm madly in love with them. Jesus said this, for the son of man has come to save that which was lost. Bible says in Matthew 9:36, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Matthew 14, 14, it says, when Jesus went out and saw a great multitude, he was moved with compassion for them and he healed the sick. Listen, prophetic people, you gotta have a heart, a love for the lost. You can't view them as the world views them. You can't view, that, like Michael had no clue. He, he didn't have a clue. He was just lost. He thought, maybe, all, maybe he thought all his family had gone into that ride. It was a parent's worst nightmare. But prophetic people, listen, we see like God. Come on, we think like God. Come on, we love like God. Come on. That's got to be our heart. Amen? Listen, what about one person this year that you hang out with, that you see? Why not make it your desire, your goal, your, 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 your purpose? Lord, give me one this year. The Bible says even one, they rejoiced, heaven rejoiced over one lost sinner. Just think about it. If every one of you went after one, you double, right? You double overnight. Listen, here's number, I think it's number four. Prophetic people, they take bold steps of action. In other words, we act like God. Prophetic people, listen, we have, a, we have really the opportunity to have a supernatural lifestyle where you and I can walk in and we can begin to change atmospheres. John 14, 12 says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Come on, God. Jesus did a lot of work, crazy things, didn't he? He raised the dead. You know, uh, I, I'm believing. Uh, you know, my, my son, when he was 18, went through presbytery, and he got this amazing word. I mean, it was a little, a little overwhelming, a little over the top, in my opinion. But, uh, I mean, it, it, was a, it was an amazing word. It, it, it kind of tested him. He went through a real tough season through that. Um, but what part of that word was that uh, Russia was going to call him, and that him and I were going to go into a situation and uh, we were going to see a man in a wheelchair and he was all uh, deformed and that we were going to lay hands on him and he was going to rise, get up. And so, um, you know, I, I, when I heard that, I thought, Russia, hmm, I don't know anybody in Russia. How's that going to happen? But I said, Lord, you know, I'll press into that. I believe for miracles. I'm, I'm believing. I'm stepping out for miracles. You're a God that can act. You, the Bible says he watches over his word to act. And so, you know, I, I've been processing that all, all the years. I'm talking to my son, kind of working through, kind of getting his uh, heart and life kind of ordered and just believing God. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, a couple years ago, I get connected to Russian Jews. I meet Ivan from Kyrgyzstan, who's a Russian. 
just I'm in conversations with actually going to Russia. So now I'm thinking, wow. First time I go to Russia, my son's coming with me because you never know. <laughs> there might be some guy, some dude there, and we're going to step out and we're going to believe God to act. Listen, God wants to do miracles. Can I hear an amen? And so I want to encourage you that let's act like God. Let's step in faith into some things and believe God. I was in Laos, the nation of Laos, and um, we were in a meeting, a private meeting. You know, you can't, the church doesn't meet openly. There's, there's actually three churches that they're allowed to meet openly, but foreigners are not allowed to do anything in, the, in that church. Laos is a communist nation. And I walk in, and all of a sudden, the Lord gives me a word. I, I said, someone's got deafness in your ear, and this lady puts her hand up. So then I say, hey, there's, there's some people here who, who you have cloudy vision. There's something about your vision. Three young guys put up their hand. And then I say, someone's got like fire in your belly. It's like a stomach issue. And this girl starts screaming, I got fire in my belly. I got fire in my belly. And so we just release a few people, just lay hands on, start praying. All of a sudden, the woman who had the deafness in her ear, she starts screaming. I mean, coming unglued. And so we, we, you know, kind of stop after a few minutes. And, I, and, and it's all done through interpretation, right? Because, you know, I don't speak Laotian. So anyways, I say, what happened? She goes, when I was a little girl, I went through, I was walking through the forest and a twig came into my ear and punctured my eardrum. I have not been able to hear. But when you prayed, that little guy right there prayed, he put his hands on me. I heard a pop in my ear and I can hear. And then that little girl with the fire, she goes, no more fire, no more fire. And those three guys say, I, we can see, we can see. Look, at, I'm just a guy from Hamilton. Really, there's nothing special about me. But I believe that God wants us to act like him. Come on, he wants us to go. The Bible says Jesus went about healing all those who were sick and diseased. Amen? Come on, he ministered. Come on, you have the ability to go out. And see God do some things. Prophetic people act like God. Amen? You see, Jesus did miracles that others wouldn't do. Jesus touched people that others wouldn't touch. Jesus demonstrated a new kind of leadership people could believe in. I want to encourage you this morning. Would you be willing to say, God, help me see? Come on. Help me see. Listen, I want, you to, I want you to put your hands together. And I, 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 what, I'm, what I'm really asking here in this moment is that God would anoint your hands. That you would walk into places. You would lay your hands on people. And you would begin to see miracles take place. Folks, Honestly, this is, this is as simple as I believe. It only takes one to be bold enough. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. The people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. It only takes one time for you to step in faith and see a miracle that will change the person's life and will change your life. Come on, can I hear an amen? Now listen, put your hands on your heart. We're going to ask Jesus to give us a heartbeat for the lost. That as prophetic people, a prophetic church, that we would see every week, we would see this baptismal tank 
filled with water and people getting baptized. Amen. Isn't that the heart of God? So, Father, we just pray this morning, Lord, open our hearts to beat for the lost, Lord, that we would have such urgency in our spirit, Lord, that we would, uh, by faith, we would step into conversations. We would speak uh, into people, Lord, your word, your grace, your love, that we would show, Lord, the loss that you care about them, that you are not mad at them, Lord, but you're madly in love with them. So, God, open our eyes. Lord, open our mind. Lord, open our heart. Lord, open our hands. Lord, we just pray that you would give us faith to walk in. Open our thinking, God. Lord, we just thank you for that. We pray today. Lord, we release, I release, just a prophetic anointing upon this church. Lord, as they press in, just believing God that you're speaking to them, Lord. There's a great atmosphere here. And so, God, we, we speak into that even more. Lord, let this people... Rise up and be a prophetic voice. Lord, prophetic people rising up and going through this region. Being Jesus. Speaking life. Lord, anoint their lips to speak life. I pray in Jesus' name. With every head bowed, every eye closed. I do this everywhere I go. It's, it's, it's something that I feel like I need to do. And if you're here today and you've been coming maybe or your friend invited you today, I don't know who's here, and you don't know Jesus, like you've never invited Jesus in your heart or you're kind of one of those prodigals that have kind of walked away from Jesus, but you know you need to get your heart right. If you're here and you've never done that, you've, you've never prayed a, a personal prayer to invite Jesus in or you want to give your heart back to Jesus, would you just quickly put up your hand? I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to pray with you this morning. There might be one. There might be nobody here. But that's okay. But I just want to give you an opportunity. We have people get saved everywhere we go. And so if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, put up your hand. I want to pray for you right now. Don't be afraid. No one's really looking around. It's just between you and Jesus. You might be a prodigal. I mean, listen, you might be coming to church, but you don't have a relationship with Jesus. God wants to come into your heart. He wants to start that relationship with you. Just give you a few more seconds. Thank you. I want everybody to pray this prayer. And even if you're a little guy, I want little little child, I want you to pray this prayer because you put up your hand. I want you to pray this. Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of all my sin. I choose today to serve you. Give me eyes to see. Give me a, a, a mouth to speak. Give me a mind to think. Give me a heart to love. Give me hands to reach out. Lord, help me to be one of your people that is prophetic, that hears your voice in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen.